What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie, this is Haley, and we have a jam-packed episode for you this week. So much has happened in the world of wrestling in the world of tag team wrestling. So I say we just get straight on into it. Okay, sounds good. So so we're recording this on July 23rd. So all the information we have is per today. But Mm -hmm. yesterday before SmackDown, we got the news that Vince McMahon retired from WWE, apparently from all positions. Haley, I know how I feel about this. I'm ecstatic, but <laughs> what were your what were your immediate thoughts? Um, well, first, I thought his account got hacked. I was like, there is no way this is a real tweet. I had to look like three times. I was like, wait. And then it started to settle in, and I was like, I never thought that I would see this day. Like, I thought, and not to like sound really morbid, but like <laughs> I thought Vince was gonna like die with WWE, like, and that's just how it was going to go. I never saw this man retiring. Me either, but honestly, I think it's for the best, and um, a lot of people have been speculating if maybe the investigation is a lot more serious than we thought, and I definitely agree with that, but I think him retiring is the best thing for the company, and I'm excited to see where the company goes from here. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie and what is his Nick Khan, not Tony. I almost said Tony. Nick Khan, her name. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Could you imagine if Vince McMahon retired and then Tony Khan's like, I bought the company. He buys WWE. I mean, That's- his tweets, he, he's claiming, you know, he's the longest running wrestling CEO. <laughs> Haley, don't put that out there. Someone will run with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Don't take my, take my words with a grain of salt. Like, I'm literally just, yeah. Anyway, um, before we we get in trouble, um, so um, a couple hours before we started recording, a Fightful Mm -hmm. Select um, report dropped. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Great stuff. But basically, Vince is also out of the creative aspect of the company, and Bruce Pritchard is leading creative. uh, Unclear if it's permanent or temporary, but to me, that says nothing is going to change creatively. But if if, you know, Bruce isn't in charge of creative in the long term, I think we could see a resurgence, resurgence of tag team wrestling in the WWE that isn't the Usos. And I think the first step would be belt unification. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a bold claim of me? Or do you think that that's something that could realistically happen? I think it could realistically happen. I think it needs to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a reason that they should be walking around with two sets of belts um so so i would it looks cool i mean yeah but what's what's yeah when it's like for years and years and years the big thing was that vince didn't like tag team wrestling he didn't understand it he didn't want to push it Uh, and the division really suffered a lot because of that like we talked about last week it's mainly like the usos and the new day Mm -hmm. who have really been the you know standard bears of the tag team division uh, and now that Vince is out, my first thought was, well, maybe we'll see a little more, something different in the women's division and something different in the tag division, because those are the two big divisions that don't receive as much attention or as 
much appropriate attention as they should. Um, but with Bruce Pritchard there, I don't think so. And the Fightful Select report did say that talent expects fewer rematches, but as far as, you know, stories and things, they don't expect much change. But I think belt unification is definitely something that, you know, Stephanie would push for and Triple H who, oh, Triple H was also reinstated as executive executive vice president of talent relations, which is a blessing because he was very good at his job from all accounts, talent like him, he's approachable. So hopefully it makes the workplace a little happier. I'm all for workers being happy. But as far as creative and the tag team division, I'm not sure how much input Triple H would have with that. I do know he does. You know, if we look back at Black and Gold NXT, I think he it's clear that he did place a bit, like a higher emphasis on tag team wrestling. I don't know. There's so much is up in the air. But my big prediction is that nothing is going to change. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody was so excited when this happened. They were like, oh, it's a new era of WWE, like a new dawn, like Stephanie stepping Mm -hmm. in. But to me, like you said, like, even though Vince is gone physically, um, you know, he still has his finger on the pulse. WWE is his baby. Um, You know, he has people appointed that are going to listen to him still, even though he's not there. So, Mm -hmm. you know. It's worked for so long that at this point, like, I just don't see it changing. Yeah, and I do think that Stephanie has been groomed to look at wrestling and look at the company in, you know, through, like, Vince's eyes. And I think if they did make big changes, it might be a turnoff for advertisers and maybe some of, like, the dedicated viewers. So if we do see big changes, it'll definitely be over time. And I think the big changes would occur first in the women's division, not the tag division. Mm -hmm. But speaking of women and tag team wrestling, uh, one of the big talking points people had uh, over Friday night into Saturday was Sasha and Naomi. And whether or not Vince retiring would be an incentive for Sasha and Naomi to return to the WWE to, you know, take up, take back up their role as women's tag champs. Um, Stephanie was a big player in, you know, the women's tag division and the creation of the belts and all that stuff. I... And I've thought a lot about this because it does seem logical that because their gripes were with their booking and their creative, that with him gone, they would come back. But with the Bruce Pritchard stuff and the Stephanie being Vince Jr. stuff, I think Sasha's gone, first off. I should say that. I think she's gone. I don't think she's coming back regardless. Naomi, maybe, um, simply because her husband's there. Yeah. It's the same thing as... um, Delina Vega leaving and coming back because her husband's there. What are your thoughts on Sasha and Naomi and whether or not this Vince retirement changes their circumstances? Um, <clears throat> I do think, like you said, that um, even though Vince is gone, I I don't see Sasha coming back. At all. I think she's got so many other things going on, um, acting wise, mm-hmm. and you know there's so many things outside of WWE wrestling wise that appeal to her that I just, I don't see her going back. <clears throat> um, but I, I do see Naomi maybe returning. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like at this point, like she's such like a WWE, like diehard kind of in a way that like, I, yeah. I can't see her anywhere else. And I just, I don't know. I would love to see her elsewhere. I just don't, I don't think. Well. 
Well, even if Sasha and Naomi don't return, do you see a future for the women's tag division now that Vince is gone? And maybe maybe Stephanie's more accepting that Sasha and Naomi are gone and we're going to see some movement in the division finally. Because we haven't had anything since the Sasha Naomi controversy started. I mean, I feel like it's definitely possible. Stephanie has been an advocate for women's wrestling for a very long time. Um, and we started to kind of see waves back in 2017, 2018, um, or 2016 to 2018. Um, and then it just kind of halted. So I'm hoping that with Vince not there, (laughs) she'll be able to get a little bit more done. (laughs) Please. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because of course, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting because Vince was CEO on the business side and he was involved in creative. And I don't know if Stephanie is also going to be involved in creative as, you know, new co-CEO. I don't think Nick Khan is going to be involved in creative. I don't think he cares that much. But it's going to be interesting to see if she wants to assume the Vince role in its entirety. Because not that long ago, she went on, you know, like a leave of absence uh, for family. And she does have three young daughters. And, you know, she does have uh, her husband. He's also, uh, he's Triple H. He's active in the company. He's, you know, so integral to WWE. But I wonder if maybe Stephanie will keep hands off creative or if she will entrust other people with that. And if she does, I don't know. It's such a weird situation. And it's been decades since Vince has been out of WWE. Like he's been there for so long. Um, since the 80s. And so we're in such a weird place where everything is in flux. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to want to hold true to everything that was Vince. I mean, I hope that they don't, because I would love WWE to be watchable on a weekly basis. But I don't know. I'm just so confused by, one, Vince retiring. I never expected that. And two, I'm confused by where Stephanie stands. Because how do you go from leave of absence to interim CEO to co-CEO? And cha- she's still chairwoman, yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think for at least right now, there aren't going to be any immediate changes like people assumed that maybe there would be. Um, yeah. It's definitely going to be like little things over time. Um, but I'm hoping it starts to kind of pay off. Definitely with the women first, please. (laughs) What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
I think and I have so many thoughts on things that they could do there, but that's not this show. So, <laughs> well, and, and and listen, I definitely think with Vince being gone, I think WWE looks a lot more attractive as an option for a lot of free agents and maybe a lot of the women who were released over the last couple of years. I think coming back is a better option for them. Um, I don't think we've heard the last of the Vince news, and I think it's gonna. I think more people are going to be gone from the company in the coming months, uh, not necessarily tied with the investigation, but just because they're Vince guys or, you know, WWE lifers or uh, what have you. But I don't know. I can't help but feel like the future is bright for WWE without him. And I know people are going to get mad at me for that. But listen, he's 77 years old. The investigation aside, that man did not have the same taste in wrestling as people my age, people in their 20s, the Target demo. Very out so of this, he's very out of touch. So this can only be good, uh, especially if we get new people in creative. Whether we'll get new people in creative, I don't know. But <sighs> Sasha and Naomi, I say they're still gone. That's my prediction. I think there's too much going on outside of WWE that is a lot less controversial, a lot more fulfilling. Uh, not just AEW, but Japan too. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like even with Vince gone, I don't think that they're going back. That's my conclusion. Yeah, I feel the exact same. I echo your statements. So, I have a little bit of a surprise. I made, <laughs> um, so we, last week we were talking about the hug box, and I put up a little banner on the bottom, and I, I thought, you know what, maybe I need to make like a little thing. Because every week it seems like we get a little bit of hung bucks lore added to our story. So, not the music (laughs) she sent this to me and she sent me a video but like i i didn't know that there was like music to this like (laughs) i added the music after i was like this needs something because it's just gonna be silence but and i originally had um just like a professional picture of them when they were in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And I was like, no, you know what? I need to bring up the red lines. Yes, the ruler pick. <laughs> the ruler pick. Listen. Okay. 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 If you don't if you don't follow us on Twitter, by the way, go follow us on Twitter. Yes. But we had tweeted that we were t- we were texting about the hung bucks because we're very interested in the story. And this scene, maybe I should play it again so people could see it. But basically at the end of being the elite, which the timeline's a little weird, but trust me, being the elite happened this week, but the scene of being the elite happened it's the week before. Back. Yeah. Yeah. So being the it's elite is a week before. behind. Yeah. Okay. So basically the young bucks left their triple tag. They lost the titles. They're sad, blah, blah, blah. And they're walking to the back and Matt Jackson looks and he sees hangman page who's in his young bucks getup. And Matt Jackson's like trying not to look because behind him is Nick Jackson, who then looks at Matt Jackson And then looks to see what he's looking at and sees Hangman Page. So now Nick is in the know. The plot thickens. The conspiracy is really rolling here. We were in our text messages because I I was like, listen, he was looking at him out of his peripheral. And I know he was. And Nick was there and he looked back at him like this, like trying to like see if Nick was watching. And then he looked at Hangman and I was like, no, he did. And we got like a ruler out and everything. It was a lot of math. My goal was proving whether Matt Jackson's Matt Jackson's line of sight matched up with Hangman Page, and it did. Mm-hmm. It did. 
listen, the hung buck story. And now we did this whole thing on last week's episode about the hung bucks. Yeah. And then literally like the next day, <laughs> it's like, can you make us coming back? Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> and we, we, we were so, we were so like, yeah, you know, we just can't see Kenny coming back anytime soon. Like, he's just so, he has so many injuries. He's healing. Like, they're definitely, like, moving forward with the Hungbuck story. And, and now. And they are. But it's, like, so, it's, like, so weird to me. Because clearly they would have known Kenny was coming back. Yeah. Before. Because, um. Fightful Select again. Fightful Select reported that Kenny, you know, they're working towards a comeback and they have been penciled in for a match with the Young Bucks at All Out, a trios match with someone. And I would have, I would think that if that news leaked to Fightful Select, they would have known that Kenny was maybe coming back a long time ago, that they were where they were working there, just the nature of healthcare and like physical rehab. And I did a couple of polls about this because I was really interested with Kenny coming back if people would still be invested in the hung buck story. And it was about 50-50. I asked whether people, if we had trios titles, if they would want the hung bucks or the OG elite. And it was about 50-50. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's crazy to me. That it wasn't more OG elite, yay for Kenny Omega's return. People are still into Hankman. And they are still into his story coming back to the elite. And I don't think AEW is just going to drop that story because Kenny Omega is coming back. But then at the same time, how do you fit Kenny Omega into this trios? Listen, I have thoughts about Kenny coming back. So I'm listening. And I, I, I know I, we kind of like touched on this in our text, but I was mm-hmm. like, he's definitely going to come back on BT. Like that's going to be a thing. Like, I'm I'm ready. But I'm like, how is this going to happen? And so I was thinking, like, it's definitely, maybe there's going to be a moment between, like, Matt and Hangman, and, like, they're going to reconcile and, like, talk it out, whatever, and then Kenny is going to pop in and, like, cock block them and be like, hey, guys. <laughs> and then we're just never going to get a resolve. <laughs> Lit. And I've been thinking about it because um, I went back and I watched some of the Being the Elite episodes for the weeks leading up to Hangman winning the title and then afterwards. And um, it just feels like Kenny was in a place where he was just, he realized none of it was as important as like his friends. And I think Hangman's in that same place now through a segment with the Dark Order. And I don't know if you're going to do trios, I think, you have to do the hung bucks. But the trios would afford Kenny Omega the opportunity to not work as hard physically. And I think that's going to be enticing for them. But also, how do you, if you have the OG Elite as your trios, if they're going towards trios titles anytime soon, then you can't work Hangman in there. You know, because I'm just leaving I don't know. Again. Yeah, I just pun, no pun intended. <laughs> the hangman. Oh, oh my god. We got to tweet that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I think the ultimate like story of Hangman coming back to the elite is him and Matt Jackson working it out because their feud was always when it was, you know, Hangman and Kenny and the Young Bucks, it was always Hangman and Matt who were really butting heads and Nick and Kenny were trying to keep it civil. Like, if you go back and watch uh, the Revolution match from Revolution 2021. And I think that 
that's the ultimate reconciliation. And what better way to reconcile than Matt Jackson to be like, hey, will you come do this trios tournament with us? Yeah. Like you could reunite the OG elite and you could have them do their all out match with whoever it's going to be. And then all you would have to do is have Kenny like sit down with the Bucks and Matt Jackson be like, look, like you're our number one. You're our best friend, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like we need to do this with Hangman. And then you could do that. Like, Kenny coming back is great, but I think the bigger story is Kenny Adam Mm -hmm. and the Young Bucks and Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and Adam Page um, doing a trios. That's my prediction. No, I agree. I think as much as I love the Elite and I'm excited for Kenny to be back, I think the greater story is the home bucks. I think it is. And I, if Kenny does come back, because it's not confirmed, of course, AW isn't going to say anything. He's just going to like come and surprise, surprise return or something like that. I think, I think there's a lot of interesting ways you could do it. I think we'll definitely get great BTE content. With Adam Page being like, well, how can I possibly come back to the, you know, the elite now that Kenny's back? Um, I also, it's, I'm still hung up on the Young Bucks FTR and why that isn't happening. Like the AW tag division is just in such a weird spot. Like Santana and Ortiz are done. Santana's out with injury, you know, all the best to him. We have, now we have Jurassic Express seemingly back together. Yeah, what the heck is that about? I, like I don't know. And listen, Morris, I'm so mad. <laughs> I listen. I did a poll. I did another poll, and I said, "What do you like more, evil Luchasaurus or nice Luchasaurus?" And it was 88 percent evil Luchasaurus. He was so much better. It's just and more had, compelling and interesting. Like yeah, and and I had tweeted ask. Like I loved it. It was so it. good. And I had tweeted, you know, before he, you know, sided again with Jungle Boy, had tweeted, like, when Lance Archer comes back from Japan, he's currently in the G1, tearing it up. Um, But when he comes back from Japan, you can stick him with Luchasaurus and Christian, and you have another trio. And what a trio that would be. Christian, Luchasaurus, and Lance Archer, gold. But no, apparently we need more Jurassic Express. And I'm not a hater. I think Jurassic Express, I think they're a good team, but, like, they're so stale. Yeah, and I thought Jungle Boy was getting, like, singles push, like, getting ready to just, like, go out on his own and, you know, but. Yeah. Um... Like, he's just going to feud with Christian now with Luchasaurus. Like, wouldn't the feud be more interesting if Luchasaurus was on Christian's side? Yes. So unless Christian is, like, going to get someone else, like, what are we doing here? It seems like they took a feud that should have been, like, six months long, which mm-hmm. I would have loved for it to be that long. And they said, okay, let's skip to the end where Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy reunite and then we get, you know, Jungle Boy winning. It's like when you read, like, the last page of a book first. Yes. Before you, like, read the rest of the book and so you know what happens. Like, that's literally... That's what it seems like. Yes. Like, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy reuniting should have been at the end of the story. Like, that should have been your feel-good moment at the end. But now, like, that's the thing that kicks off the feud, basically. Mm, Tony. Listen, Tony, we need to have a chat, because that is not it. And the poor Varsity Blondes. I oh. know. 
AEW, like I love AEW and I love all these people we're talking about and I respect Tony Khan. But if you look at the state of the tag team division, it's suffering. And it was one of their strongest divisions at a point. And they always kind of touted like having the best tag division in the world and, you know, wanting to make it that way. But it's slipping a little bit. You know, and you know what? I'm going to be honest. I think it's because they took most of the heavy hitters from the division and made them trios. The Young Bucks, the Lucha Bros, even FTR with their CM Punk thing. I think you could put them in there. So, listen, if we don't, and we, if we don't get trios titles immediately after All Out, and we could go between All Out and Full Gear building that, then we're in a rough spot. Yeah. Kenny's back. Like, the clock's ticking. And we can't wait that much longer. Like, all these guys are just suspended. Like, it's like suspended animation. They're just there. It's so, it's... They're just floating. I could go on. We we talked about this, you know, ad nauseum in other episodes, and nothing has changed in the last, what, what is this, Tag Talk 7? The last yeah. seven weeks. Um, but yeah, the Hung Bucks, I think that's the bigger story. I'm I think BTE is getting really interesting. And I think the dynamic between Matt and Nick and, you know, Matt wanting this and Nick being angry and confused. I think that is so good. It's such an interesting dynamic. I think the young bucks have always been super great about, you know, not presenting themselves as brothers united in everything, but as like legitimate, you know, a sibling relationship. I'm so excited for when Kenny comes back to see how he feels about all of this to see what he wants to do, like, with his career. Uh, I'm just so invested in the Elite. It's so good. So, that being said, we have a lot more to get through. <laughs> We're at 25 we minutes. <laughs> we, have so much, we have so much tag team wrestling going on this weekend. So, do you want to get into the Bussy match? I do. Because yes. I know you're super excited about this. I am. (laughs) So it's at um, the People versus GCW, right? That's the name of the show? Yeah. Next weekend, yeah. Yes. So the match is Bussy versus SGC versus Los Macisos. Listen, I am so ready for this match. I think it's going to be so good. Uh, There are many different style clash like pussy is a little bit more like flamboyant sgc kind of has like that like brawling like they're not like afraid to pull off like big um oh crap moments and then we have mm-hmm. like the lucha stuff with los macisos i'm just so ready i'm ready it's been a long time since we've had such a dynamic tag team matchup in gcw i think yeah i agree I think yeah. a lot of their tag matches, um, well, most of them are SGC, if we're being honest. But I think that they have all follow a very similar formula. And, you know, the spots they do and, you know, what they want to get from the crowd. But this is something very, that feels very new. And I think it's really what the GCW tag scene needed. I think Bussy, is, they're such a great team. But, like, SGC... Like SGC workhorses, yeah. SGC. Um, if you don't watch GCW, well, you should watch it just for SGC. If I'm being honest, but SGC, 
I don't know. There's just something so special about them and the way they wrestle. And, you know, they were, listen, I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan of like the repeated spots and all the matches are very similar and blah, blah, blah. But if you talk about tag teams in GCW, if SGC wasn't there, I don't think we would have much of a tag scene. Because there's not that many legitimate, and I say that with, you know, very heavy quotation, um, legitimate tag teams in GCW. As much as I love Bussy, it's very much like it's Effie and it's Alley Catch. Uh, I don't know. I just love GCW putting something like this together. I think, I don't know, I'm excited. And it's been a long time since I've been this excited about GCW. It's true. <laughs> um yeah, I think the last time, and I'm just, I'm going to be candid and honest here, like, the last time I was super excited about a GCW tag match was the TOS weekend. Um, they had an amazing, uh, like, tag death match. I just, I loved it. It was really good. Um, but that was, that was in June. It's almost August. <laughs> um, and they've had, they put on, like, ten shows a month. So... <laughs> Listen, listen, you're not wrong. It's, and you know, I'm going to be candid and honest. I loved GCW. And the last four months, three months around that, I have not loved GCW. Um, it's very formulaic. And they have so many shows that they it almost has to be that way. Like, all the shows have to be so similar. Because you can't really do a whole lot. Uh, with stories or, you know, with feuds when you have a show this often with no TV, like you just have shows and people, GCW fans expect every show to be like five stars. They expect pay-per-views every week. And so you can't have, you know, like in AW or WWE where you have episodes that are solely for story building and maybe they're less entertaining, but they're just, they're so important. You don't have that in GCW. And I mean, on social media, of course, the talent, they pick that up. But, like, I don't have the time to, you know, sit there and investigate everyone's social media. So, GCW pulling out a match like this, it really hooks me back in. And I hope it shows out because I love all these teams. Yeah, and I think this show just as a whole is really interesting. Um, But I'm definitely excited for this tag match. Um, I think... As much as people watch GCW for, uh, like, deathmatch wrestling, good deathmatch wrestling, um, I feel like one of the underdogs has always been the tag uh, division and the tag matches, so. I definitely agree. We also, you know, Ring of Honor is running a show. I didn't know if you guys know about that. Yeah, um, it's super kind stoked. of, like, you know, happening, what, tonight? <laughs> yeah. Um, this will go up after the show, but yeah. we have to talk about it because... I'm super, we're not going to talk about every tag match because we've talked every week about FTR and the Briscoes. You know what we think about them. Um, But I don't know if you guys knew, but Ring of Honor has six-man tag titles. Ring of Honor has trios. But they've been MIA until now. Uh, So at Death Before Dishonor, which if you want to see my Death Before Dishonor predictions, which, I mean, you could see them before the show to see how bad I did. Uh, go watch Code of Honor cast. We did an episode there. But coming back, we have The Righteous versus Dalton Castle and The Voice. The Righteous, of course, are the six-man tag champs. And they haven't they haven't been involved with Ring of Honor since Supercard. Like, 
uh, as much as I gripe about Jonathan Gresham not being on AEW TV, at least he's been mentioned and he's been on TV in the last few weeks. Like, first of all, we have no, we have no trios division in AEW and no trios division in ring of honor. Like we have these guys and that's it. And there's no indication that any of these guys are signed to ring of honor. Granted, they probably are. Uh, Dalton Castle being on AEW TV is a pretty big indicator that he signed. But I think this match will be good. But, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, are we? Go- are these going to be our trios belts for Ring of Honor and AEW? Like, are we bringing them back just to have the Righteous on the show? Because the Righteous are, you know, Ring of Honor fans, you know. The Righteous are, that's it. I, I think this match will be good. I think all the tag matches on the show will be good. But I have a lot of gripes about the way the six-man tag titles have been treated in the, since the Tony Khan era began. Um, I was under the impression that, honestly, they were, like, retired titles because we just hadn't heard about them at all. Like, the Righteous yeah. won. Um, and then just nothing came out of it. So when this match was announced, you know, I was hopeful that, like, oh, like, they're going to be involved in kind of ring of honor again they had amazing runs with the six-man tag titles i mean shane taylor um the hung bucks uh the kingdom like incredible yeah. groups and i just i feel like i just i don't want them to be underutilized i'm a little I'm a little scared yeah and people talk a lot about aw and wwe having too many belts and that there's too many champions, which, you know, that's a valid criticism. I'll give you that. Yeah. But with the Ring of Honor, with the roster this small, I'm almost hoping that they retire these belts. Because, I, it, you know, if we look at the tag division, it's FTR, it's the Briscoes, and it's Tully Blanchard Enterprises. That's it. So far, I should say. There's basically no women's division. There's a very strong male single division, but they're all basically champs. Like Samoa Joe, Wheeler Yuta and uh, Jonathan Gresham. They're all champs. And so I'm almost hoping they retire these. And, you know, you could always bring them out of retirement later on the line. Yeah. But I don't I don't like the way that the six-man belts are, like, an afterthought. Because yeah. a trios division takes a lot of thought and a lot of planning to do properly. Because trios, it's not like tag teams where you can, like, just throw a match together and it's good. Trios, like, there's a lot more at play. There's so many moving parts. You have to really take the time to think it through. Like as, as we saw in AW with how they built the trios division over a course of months. And we don't have that in Ring of Honor. And there's not that many trios who are available on the indies. You could put some together, of course. No one's saying you can't. But it's like, I think we need to simplify Ring of Honor. And I think simplifying Ring of Honor means simplifying our approach to um, all the titles. And I think that starts with the six-man belts. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I'm a little, I feel like my apprehension comes from, like you mentioned, is it going to be like a Ring of Honor AEW kind of like combined title situation? And I'm, I'm scared of that. I, Mm -hmm. as much as I don't mind like having AEW stars come in and do stuff with Ring of Honor, like I want Ring of Honor to be its own thing as much as possible. Um, I just, I wouldn't see a reason to, you know. Yeah. No, I definitely see what you're saying. And 
because we've lived for like the entire summer in this shared ring of honor aw universe and in some ways it's been prosperous like with wheeler yuda and daniel garcia i think that story is incredible i think it's a great success of integrating these uh, yeah two promotions but then you also have jay lethal and samoa joe which in my opinion has been you know an objective failure of a story i don't think there's a lot of interest there there's a lot of interest in samoa joe But there's little to no interest in this feud. And so I think finding the formula that works for how we're going to have sister promotions that, you know, they exist in the same universe, but they're not the same company. I think we've been towing that line and I don't want to see shared belts across the promotion um, unless it's like Wheeler Yuta as the pure champion being in AW as the ring of honor, pure champion. Mm -hmm. I don't want six man you know, titles where they're going back and forth. And now, you know, maybe they have a defensive ring of honor and maybe I'm not that interested in it, but that now means they're absent from AEW. And I just, I'm not a big fan of that. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that they could do ring of honor trios, AEW trios completely distinct from one another, but there's, that would wrap up a lot of talent. Yeah. And AEW does have a bloated roster, but then on the flip side, it's like, do I want ring of honor to be the overflow? Yeah. for AEW. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just too much. Tony Khan is trying to do too much with too little with Ring of Honor. And maybe that'll get me a lot of heat. Maybe people won't like that I said that, but I'm going to speak the truth. And I think the trio's title should be retired. And I think, especially for right now, like, like you said, they don't really have a lot to work with over there. Um, they're not on TV, like their own TV. I mean, they're on like AEW, um, but you know, I just, I feel like we should wait a little bit, let Ring of Honor get a footing, um, and then maybe down the line you can bring them back, but for now, just tuck them away. Yeah, and I don't know when Ring of Honor is getting TV, I'm hoping we'll get some sort of news today. Um, the pay-per-view is today, of course, we're we're filming on Saturday, it should be clear. Uh, but I don't know. I think with the state of the AW tag division being so hurt by the development of trios, uh, I I think we need to slow our role here. And I think that starts with looking objectively at Ring of Honor, at the roster, and deciding what can be cut and what needs to stay. I think Samoa Joe, I don't – I think he's a great champion, but I don't think we need to put that much emphasis on the TV title. I think the big emphasis should be Wheeler Yuta because mm-hmm. my, people love Wheeler Yuta. Jonathan Gresham, which my prediction was, no, I'm not going to talk about my predictions because I don't want people to roast me, but Jonathan Gresham and the women's division. And we can go from there because every match is a title match in Ring of Honor and I'm not here for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not either. Um, and the fact that they're all on the main, like, card, and there's nothing on, like, Honor Hour that, like, could have swapped, like, eh. Yeah. Mm. And I definitely see what you mean. I think we need more storytelling in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. uh, especially if we're just going to bring back the Righteous. Like, what have they been doing? Tell me. Where have the Righteous been? Because I've been watching and paying attention, and I have not seen the Righteous. Especially for fans that, like, maybe didn't watch them win the title or didn't watch Ring of Honor before everything happened. Like, maybe they don't know, you know? Like, Yeah, and, you know, 
And AEW does great video packages, but they just throw them on YouTube. Yeah. And it's maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they'll pull up the video package tonight at the show and they'll tell me where the righteous have been, what they've been doing. But like there have been instances where, you know, AW slash Ring of Honor haven't done that. And that's a big problem. And I think we need to address that. Um, and I think, listen, it's not a Ring of Honor exclusive issue. It's an AW issue too. But it, listen, I'm still excited for the show. I'm still yeah. excited for the Righteous. I think this match will be good. There's also a Tully Blanchard Enterprises trio match, um, which will be good. It's Tully Blanchard Enterprises versus Blake Christian, Alex Zane, and Tony Deppin. It'll, it'll be so good. I hope that a lot of these guys stick around in their Ring of Honor mainstays. Especially and Tony I've talked, Deppin. Especially Tony Deppin. But I talked <laughs> about this on Code of Honor during our preview episode. With Jonathan Gresham being part of Tilly Blanchard Enterprises, I don't think Brian Cage fits. I don't either. What is his role? Like, if you look at all of them together, like, before I was like, oh, okay, like, he seemed like he was going to be, like, the main guy. But then, like, you got Gresham. And so now I look at all of them, and I'm like, you don't fit in. <laughs> at all <laughs> listen and the as much as i don't think the jonathan gresham turn was good yeah i do you know i've talked about this on uh, you know every podcast i've been on since the turn jonathan gresham needs a soft reset jonathan gresham as a heel with tully blanchard doesn't work especially as world champion uh you need he needs to be a baby face and that's how you get fans to relate to him but swing it back to brian cage What's the story here? Is Brian Cage just A-okay with Tully, you know, being like, you're my big heavy, but also I'm bringing in the world champion into my group. And you're, oh, but now you're in the same group as the world champion, so, like, you're not allowed. Like, how is Brian Cage going to ever challenge for the title if Jonathan Gresham is there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like this story. I don't like a lot of what we're doing with tag teams and trios and Ring of Honor, with the exception of FTR and the Briscoes. But I think you could argue that that isn't even a Ring of Honor story because it hasn't, there's, listen, all of the build to that has been on social media, uh, mainly Dax and uh, Jay. But I think at the end of the day, boy, is Ring of Honor in a rough spot. In a lot of ways, it's good. And I don't want people to think I'm, you know, hating on Ring of Honor. In a lot of ways, Ring of Honor. Or that we think it's going to go under. I don't, we don't think that. (laughs) I don't, I, I fully trust that Ring of Honor is going to be a success. I just think we need to be realistic about, you know, since Supercard and that great show, the trajectory of Ring of Honor. And it's been down. And people are losing interest because all we see is Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. That's all I'm saying. Um. That being said, Tilly Blanchard Enterprises is cool. Khan is cool. We love Khan. I love Khan so much. He's such a talented dude. But I think Tony Khan. Oh no. Khan K-A-U-N is cool. <laughs> Tony Khan. <laughs> We've been talking about way too many cons today. Like... Nick Khan, Tony Khan, Khan. Listen. They're they're all cool. Um Fingers crossed that we get a lot of great tag team wrestling from WWE and AEW ROH in the future. I think, I don't know. I think we're really at a precipice here of what AEW tag team and trios is going to sink or swim in the next two months, I would say. And listen, hung bucks. I want to play my hung bucks thing again, but I'm not going to. I'm going to refrain. (laughs) 
Do you have any closing thoughts for this week's Tech Talk? It could be about anything. I mean, just God bless the Hung Bucks, you know? I'm going to steal Listen. your thing. I'm going to steal it. Listen, you cannot steal it. That is my <laughs> God bless FTR and F the Young Bucks. That's all I have to say. Um <laughs> I, li- listen, Vince McMahon being gone, I'm ecstatic. I said, you can hate me for that if you want, but I think it's good for the company. I think it's good for wrestling. I think it's good for women. That's it. Um, do you want to do your plugs first? And then I'll do mine. Sure. Um, you know, as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter right there. Um, and I actually have another plug this week. Kylie and I, um, at the time of recording, it's tonight. Um, but I'm sure you guys will be able to go back and watch it. We are doing a uh, 24-hour live stream with Love Wrestling. Um, They asked us to be part of it. They're raising funds for the, what is it, the National... The National Network of Abortion Funds. Yeah. And we are doing a little live interview with Astrid. Go follow Astrid. We love her. Um, And check out Astrid uh, Speaks. And that's my plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post all the projects I'm doing there. Um, you can see me here every Sunday at five for Tag Talk. Um, also, go to my Twitter. I, I'm back on my poll grind. I'm doing lots of polls. I really am. Listen, I love to know what you guys think because I feel like sometimes we get in this little bubble where I'm so focused on making tag talk that I failed and like my own opinions that I failed to incorporate you guys and what you think of tag team wrestling. And I love to be able to bring that up because um, I think it's good to have so many viewpoints on something like Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see me every Monday at three on the Code of Honor podcast where we talk all things Ring of Honor. I just mentioned we did our Death Before Dishonor uh, preview show, which we did it before there were a lot of match announcements. But if you want the five big title matches, we talked about all of them. We fantasy booked them. It was great. I, I have so many ideas and I fingers crossed they come true. Um we are also going to be doing a live review of Death Before Dishonor on Monday. I'm not sure on the time. There's a lot in the air. It's Kyle's birthday weekend, his anniversary weekend. Uh, we have There's so many moving parts here, but uh, follow me on Twitter for that. Um, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Like this video. Comment below. Let us know what you think about anything that we've talked about. And go check out all the other shows on Fightful Overbooked. There's so much good content here. Did I, did I hit all the points? I think I hit all the points. You did. I think yeah. I did. Okay. So, um, God bless FTR. F the Young Bucks. See you. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. <laughs>
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.